Not going to lie, folks. Kind of gloomy looking outside. And that seems to be matching the mood in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. This is Joe Cunningham here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. House Republicans uh, fighting amongst themselves right now. Earlier today, uh, Congressman Steve Scalise received uh, the official nomination of the House Republicans in a vote uh, among the House the, the Republican caucus. So there was a move behind the scenes to raise the vote threshold to get the caucus nomination to the same number that would be needed to win the speaker's chair outright, 218. That move was seen as one that would benefit uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who is the other candidate for uh, speaker from the Republicans. There was a vote. It was a secret ballot vote, which I know some people are upset at, but given the tensions in Washington, D.C., I kind of understand why they did it. There was a secret ballot vote. Steve Scalise won that ballot vote. Uh, 113 to 99 uh, under the rules of the caucus because that threshold rule didn't change. Uh, If you get a majority of the majority, you are the majority's nominee to go forward on the floor. But now there's a lot of fighting, a lot of things going on behind the scenes right now. Uh, I'm getting some information in throughout the day. Um, I'm hopefully going to be getting more through the show today, but I kind of want to bring you up to speed on where we are. It doesn't look like we're going to get a vote on Speaker of the House today. They were hoping for it, uh, but after the vote in caucus, a lot of conservative voices have come out in opposition to Scalise. They see Scalise as the exact same as Kevin McCarthy, which really is not fair to Scalise. McCarthy doesn't have a principled bone in his body. He does not. McCarthy was nothing but a deal maker. He sold his soul time and again, and eventually there was no soul left to sell, and that cost him the chair. McCarthy sticks his finger in the wind to see which way it's blowing before taking a position. He has never found a fence he could not sit on. Steve Scalise is probably a deal maker, too. But Steve Scalise has Republican principles, not all the principles that you would want. He is certainly not the most conservative uh, congressman in Washington, D.C. If you're looking for a pure conservative, Jim Jordan is, of course, your guy. But Steve Scalise is not a bad idea. Steve Scalise is really well liked among most of the conference. They are just now coming out against him because they there are very vocal conservative voices who think that they have the influence to be able to make a change right now. And so they want to try to force a change. I will tell you that there are very solid conservative people in the House caucus who are not necessarily in the Freedom Caucus, but who support Steve Scalise and are frankly tired of the foolishness. They want to move things along. Then you have Congresswoman Nancy Mace. 
She paraded herself around for the past couple days wearing a shirt with a giant letter A, calling, uh, saying that she was wearing this scarlet letter because she voted to oust McCarthy and that she was being... Uh, she was being verbally abused by her colleagues before, which leads me to believe she has never read the Scarlet Letter, nor to, and she doesn't understand what the Scarlet Letter was actually about, because you wouldn't pull that kind of stunt if you actually understood the literature. But neither here nor there. Nancy Mace is now out there repeating a lie from leftist activists and the media, but I repeat myself, from 2015. Do you remember in 2015 the media started dredging up this story about Steve Scalise attending a David Duke rally and speaking at a David Duke rally. You remember that story? I remembered it. I had to go back to the hayride to find a post written by my friend Scott McKay because the media had reported Politico was bringing the story up. And then, of course, Lamar White, the progressive activist who always writes hit pieces on people who don't agree with him politically. Uh, Lamar White did this write-up of the Scalise thing and couldn't even get basic facts correct in this. The, the story that was told is that a David Duke group was speaking at a hotel. Steve Scalise attended and spoke at the event. And multiple sources from the scene said, no, he was speaking to another civic group that was also at that same hotel. Some folks from that Euro event, that David Duke group event, came and sat in while Scalise was speaking, but he went and spoke for 10, 15 minutes and left. Didn't talk to anybody, didn't really shake hands or anything. He spoke and left. But Lamar White wrote this up as Steve Scalise spoke at a David Duke rally, David Duke conference. And in fact, it's a lie. Well, Nancy Mace is out there saying that she can't vote for somebody like Steve Scalise who spoke at a David Duke white supremacist rally. It is absolutely foolishness. She said, I personally cannot in good conscience vote for someone who attended a white supremacist conference and compared himself to David Duke. Mace told told that to Jake Tapper. I would be doing enormous disservice to the voters I represent in in South Carolina if I were to do that. The problem is, Steve Scalise never compared himself to David Duke. No one except for one person, has ever compared Steve Scalise to David Duke. And do you know who it was? It was Stephanie Grace, one of the most dishonest hacks in Louisiana media. Stephanie Grace once wrote that Steve Scalise was David Duke without the baggage. And that's what Nancy Mace is pulling from. Now, Scott McKay at the Hayride This was, I'm sorry, 2014, not 15, 2014, wrote a very lengthy takedown of Lamar White and what he had written. He notes that then-representative Cedric Richmond of New Orleans, who later worked in the Biden administration, said, I don't think Steve Steve has a racist bone in his body. I'm not going to let them use Steve as a scapegoat to score political points when I know him and his family. 
Former State Representative Jeff Arnold, a Democrat of New Orleans, said this on Facebook. Thank you, Representative Cedric Richmond, for standing up for your colleague for over 15 years. Those who have not served do not understand the number of requests to speak at events. The fact that you may speak at an event 12 years ago does not mean you agree with one's agenda. Many times our legislative aid sets the calendar and we show up and push our beliefs as to our agenda for a better state, etc. As a state legislator, you work with one aide. You have a full-time, full-time job. And if you do your elected job right, you do that full-time also. You are criticized if you don't attend public events and you are criticized if you do. Multiple Democrats came to speak in defense of Steve Scalise. And yet Nancy Mace is out trudging up this, this hit job from almost a decade ago against Steve Scalise because she doesn't want him to be the Speaker of the House. Now, again, I will tell you, Steve Scalise is not the most conservative person, but he is not Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, again, has not a principled bone in his body. He is the perpetual fence sitter. He will do anything and everything he can to cut a deal and try to save himself. But even Kevin McCarthy came out today and said, I'm asking my colleagues not to renominate me because even he knows that that would be problematic for the conference. But the conference is kind of in self-destruct mode right now. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments to talk more about this. What else is going on in Washington, D.C.? Plus, your calls, your messages on the KPL app here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat if you want to be part of the conversation. If you haven't downloaded the KPL News app, you need to, and here's why. One, you get to chat with me, which I think is just an extraordinary benefit all around. Anyway, but, but all throughout the day on Saturday, you will be receiving updates about the election. And Saturday night, we will update you because we have live elections coverage here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It'll be me. It'll be Brandon. It'll be Tracy. We're going to be in. We're going to be covering all of the elections, getting all that info out to you. The KPL News app is absolutely where you're going to get those updates to let you know more data is in, more votes are in. We're going to tell you who's leading all through the night. That's Saturday night, Saturday election day. KPL is where you need to be, your election's home here in Acadiana. Now, I do want to point out, if you go to SeizeTheDeal.com, there is a fantastic opportunity for you to really be able to get some good deals. So La Pizzeria in Lafayette, you you spend $12.50 on SeizeTheDeal.com. Make sure you're on the Lafayette section of the site. Get all the good Lafayette deals, but $12.50 will get you a $25 gift certificate to La Pizzeria Lafayette. What's more, $25 will get you one hour of all-access unlimited play at Epic Entertainment here in Lafayette. That's a fantastic deal. You guys should really take advantage of that. Go to SeizeTheDeal.com, all right? Go to Seize the Deal. Get yourself one of those great deals. Have yourself a nice day. You know, take the family out for pizza, go to Epic. You'll have a phenomenal time, but only you go get those great deals at SeizeTheDeal.com. Make sure that you have picked Lafayette as the market. There's tons of great deals there. Seize the deal. 
Com. All right. So Steve Scalise heavily favored to be the House Speaker as of the end of the conference vote earlier today. It seems like, according to the folks I've talked to in Washington, D.C., Scalise's chances have taken a step back a bit. There's a lot of infighting among the conference. I think there's a lot of people who are kind of looking for some exchanges, kind of like they did with McCarthy. Uh, I don't think I don't think Scalise is going to give away the House, so to speak, in any of his deals, but I think that he will ultimately be a much better speaker for the Republicans than Kevin McCarthy ever was. Again, if you really want conservative, you go with Jim Jordan, but if you want somebody who can unify the House right now, I really do think Steve Scalise is the guy. I would not be mad at Steve Scalise being the speaker, and not just because it would be the first time somebody from Louisiana would be the speaker of the House, But and, and that's great for Louisiana, but also, Scalise is not a bad guy. He is not in any way comparable to McCarthy, except for the fact that he maybe spends a little too much on government spending. But he is willing to work with Republicans on issues like that. That is something that is super important. All right, let's take this break. We've got our commodities report coming up in just a moment. 232-1542 is the number. You can be part of the conversation there or through the KPL app chat. When we come back, some more of your news of the day, plus your comments here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use the KPL app chat like Mike and Bro Bridge. Do you think the representatives McCarthy helped uh, by using GOP funds to get reelected will vote for Steve Scalise now that McCarthy has signaled he doesn't want to be nominated? Actually, in many cases, no. Nancy Mace um, has received money from not only McCarthy, but received an endorsement and $10,000 from Steve Scalise. Uh, in his pack in her last reelection effort, and she has turned around and said she's not voting for Scalise. She will go to the floor when they have a floor vote, and she will vote for Jim Jordan. Uh, there's a lot of people who received a lot of money from McCarthy uh, through various packs. I mean, McCarthy had a very big donor network. That's one of the things that a lot of folks in the GOP have kind of lamented uh, with McCarthy being ousted. I've, I've not worried about this a whole lot uh, because networks like that can be rebuilt. Um, but they lamented the fact that McCarthy and his fundraising prowess and his connections to donors, uh, him not being in power would hurt the GOP in that way. But people who received money from McCarthy and the PACs he was aligned with, and to a lesser extent, Scalise and the PACs he's aligned with, they don't feel any loyalty there. And and to be fair, I'm, I'm not saying that you owe somebody your loyalty because they donate to you. But going to Mike's question, that's that's the thing is there's no loyalty with who got funded by McCarthy and by the PACs and by the GOP and the RNC and the, the, the National Republican Congressional Committees and all these groups that are that raise money to elect Republicans. There's no loyalty when those Republicans turn around and they decide they don't like the person that gave them the money um, there. I, I think it's not going to be. Uh, uh, it's not going to be a pleasant time in Washington, D.C., uh, and a lot of the problem right now is the fact that Republicans and Democrats alike both want to send military aid to Israel. We have, uh, we have one aircraft carrier, no, not a battleship, aircraft carrier, I, I, one of them is on the way to uh, 
to Israel, we've got another that I believe is going in as well. So we have uh, we have military assets that are headed to the Middle East. Hezbollah launched an attack from Israel's north, came in through Lebanon, launched an attack on the north, paraglided in, launched rockets, things like that. Uh, Israel is now being assaulted on all sides. And U.S. politicians want to get money to Israel and, and give aid to Israel and do whatever they can because Israel is still an ally. And the response hasn't been perfect, but I will say Joe Biden at times in the past couple days has actually had the right tone and the right words for the situation. I mean, even Karine Jean-Pierre uh, attacked uh, attacked uh, some of the squad over some of the things that they were saying. Uh, House Secretary, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about President Biden's message to members of Congress who seemed to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel. When asked which members, Real Clear Politics reporter Philip Wegman said that some of the members have called for a ceasefire and had not and not gone as far as backing the administration's call for support for Israel. Karine Jean-Pierre responded with, so I've seen some of the statements this weekend and we're going to continue to be very clear. We believe they're wrong. We believe they're repugnant and we believe they're disgraceful. Karine Jean-Pierre, broken clocks and all that, She's right on this. As uh, my colleague at Red State, uh, Ward Clark, writes, blind hogs and acorns. That's exactly what's happened here with Karine Jean-Pierre and the Biden administration. They're taking the right tone for a lot of this. Uh, the, the, the administration's initial response was not great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending them on what they did originally. You have the uh, diplomatic corps to Palestine uh, called for Israel to not retaliate. Antony Blinken also posted the same thing, but Biden, when he's gotten out there to speak, he's been very forceful, um, as forceful as he can be. But he said a lot of the right things in, in that regard. His, his tone, his voice have been fairly lucid, uh, and he, he has said some of the right things on this, and it is really where we need to be. Israel is a very important ally in the Middle East. And part of the thing, I, I had this discussion with somebody who uh, who said that, well, Republicans are all these evangelical Christians who uh, who only believe in defending Israel because of, of, of their end times philosophy and Christianity and all that. I was like, no, no that's, that's not it. Um, and it's not really the, the whole neocon thing, like, we, you know, the everything happening in the Middle East, the neocons want to be involved in everything. It's not even that either. It's a fundamental understanding that when we have an alliance with somebody, we have a friendship with somebody, we defend them. We go in and we help them. We defend them. We do what we can for our friends. And that's something that American foreign policy has really lacked over the last few administrations. We haven't done enough to back our friends against what is increasingly becoming an axis of evil in the world. And it really is. You've got China, you've got Russia, and you've got Iran. These are three world powers that are looking to increase their own spheres of influence. They are destabilizing uh, forces for the U.S. and its interests and its allies. 
Iran is playing a role of some sort in what Hamas is doing. We don't have clear confirmation on what we've got reporting that suggests they actually did help plan and train. We've got other reporting that suggests they weren't so direct, but they have been supporting Hamas for years. Uh, you've got now Hezbollah coming in, another terror group that is coming in uh, to attack Israel as well. They have the backing from some Middle Eastern powers. I mean, this is uh, increasingly becoming a problem. And Iran is trying to in, uh, grow its sphere of influence in the Middle East. Uh, that's why it was so important for Joe Biden, who really dropped the ball on the relationship with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia understands that Iran is a very destabilizing force in the Middle East. Now, Saudi Arabia very, uh, very much interested in the business of Saudi Arabia. They know they understand Iran is bad for business, but also they are a destabilizing force. And when the region gets destabilized, their business gets destabilized, and the world gets destabilized. Saudi Arabia doesn't want that. And it was very clear from the beginning that what Joe Biden should have done was make nice with Saudi Arabia. But because of his ego, because of the the uh, El Khashoggi stuff and, and everything Biden has said prior to that, and the fact that he really just, uh, for whatever reason, has this grudge against Saudi Arabia, he, he didn't follow through on that friendship. And, and there was a lot of worry that Biden wouldn't really follow through on the, res- the friendship and the responsibility with Israel, but he's come out fairly forcefully in this, so that kind of bodes well. Again, wild, uh, blind hogs and wild acorns, as as my buddy Ward Clark said at Red State, uh, this administration can sometimes be right, and this is one of those, those moments where they kind of are. But we really do need to be taking an interest in what's going on. We need to push back. I mean, it's it's phenomenal to me how many Democrats are, their eyes are kind of open now at just how anti-Semitic a lot of folks on their own side are. We've, the Democrats have been calling Republicans Nazis for years. I mean, it's not just the Trump stuff, they, but they took the, their Trump derangement syndrome to a whole new extreme and just started calling, uh, calling Republicans, uh, anyone who is MAGA, anyone who's Republican or conservative, uh, anti-Semitic, Nazis, all, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a Nazi, all this sort of stuff. And they they turn around and they see that Hamas beheaded babies. And there are people on the left who are shouting and cheering for it. And a lot of folks on the left have under, have started to understand, oh, man, this, this is not good. You had one Democratic representative who resigned from the Democratic Socialist Alliance. I mean, they, they, they left the DSA over the DSA's own statement supporting Palestine. I mean, this is something that is also kind of fracturing the left a little bit. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's jump to the phone lines. Is this Chris? Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, What's up? comments. Yeah. Certainly, I think we've learned that if the Democrat Party is, is saying that the mega republicans and and that group is or communist or marxist everybody knows it applies to the democrats not to the republicans so yeah. I, I think that kind of moves on yeah um as far as the democrats upholding what what they did in in gaza or in israel uh-huh. uh you know you got to wish them the best maybe they ought to go over there mm-hmm. and and bring their kids with them I, I personally think when our aircraft carriers get there, we ought to just level the lot. There, there's obviously no civilians left because they've already been put on notice that Israel's going to level the lot. Mm-hmm. So all the civilians would have left. 
so you don't have to worry about killing any innocent people. Mm-hmm. So the people who are left are all terrorists, so let's just kill them all. You can't redeem somebody who is that far warped. Yeah. When you're talking about a religious constant war, once they get through Israel, they're coming here, or they already here. They just hadn't come out. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, we don't know who's here. Yeah, you I mean, see what's going on at Harvard, yeah. New York, and other areas. Those people are here. Mm-hmm. Somebody's indoctrinating, indoctrinating them and continuing to spread their message. Yeah. So with certainly the infidel and within their religion, there is no room for the infidel. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I got. Well, Chris, thank you very much. Great points. And, and yeah, I think the— the enemy is at our doorstep, and it's a lot of these these college organizations always seen at Harvard and some of these others. It's just appalling. And then you look and you see some of the professors that are backing these groups, and these have been activist pro, uh, professors for a while. It's just it, it's crazy how far academia has really fallen. We've known it's kind of been drifting, but how far it's fallen is just insane. Let's take this break. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up the show the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk. It would help if I turn on the microphone when I started to speak. News Talk 96.5 KPL. No, no time left really for phone calls, unfortunately. Sorry, I know a couple of y'all were trying to get in. Uh, do want to note the KPL app chat is open. You can send messages in through there. Uh, programming note, I'm not going to be here on Thursday and Friday. I am traveling up to Memphis. I will be going to visit St. Jude. Uh, you guys know every year uh, we hold an event to raise money, support St. Jude. Uh, as part of that, I'll be going up there for the next couple of days. Uh, we'll have more on our, our St. Jude days coming up uh, in the next few months. We'll have more information on that. Also, a programming note, uh, mentioned this earlier, but want to mention it again. Uh, Saturday night, be here starting about 7.30 here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Uh, Brandon Como, Tracy Wirtz, and I will be in studio. We will be covering election night. We will be letting you know the results as they come in. We'll be giving you a breakdown. We'll be giving you analysis. We will be letting you know the results as they come in statewide, uh, Legislative races, Bessie races, parish and city races. We'll have all of that talking with the folks that we can get on the phone, getting some feedback as the campaigns wind down and just kind of getting a general sense of what we might be facing in terms of people who are taking office, uh, which seats are uh, still up for grabs in runoffs. We'll have all that for you Saturday night. Election coverage here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Brandon Tracy and I will be in studio live to take care of that. Now, I mentioned them earlier, but you do need to go check out SeizeTheDeal.com. Make sure uh, you click on the Lafayette Market. It should automatically take you there. Sometimes if your internet's weird, it might take you somewhere else. But but trust me, you need to go to SeizeTheDeal.com. You need to check out because $7 can get you $14 toward food and drink at ATF Bistro at SeizeTheDeal.com. Fantastic food and drinks available there. $7.50 will get you a $15 instant voucher to Chill House. So if you want to take an evening, go grab a bite with the significant other, go uh, go to Chill House, go to ATF Bistro, have yourself a little date night. There's an opportunity there. Uh, plenty of great deals 
at SeizeTheDeal.com. Whether it's date night, whether it's a family day, so many opportunities for you to take advantage of. SeizeTheDeal.com. Go pick yourselves up some nice vouchers from over there. That'll do it for the show today. Again, I'm out for the next couple days. A best of show uh, coming tomorrow. On Friday, I do have a, it's not a best of show, but I do have some more commentary on some of the stories of the week that I didn't get to this week. Uh, but that'll be on Friday. Uh, that will also be available in podcast form later on Friday. So you guys don't want to miss that. I'm out. I will talk to you guys again on Saturday night, election night, here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You got to be here for that. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, and email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast going up live shortly, JoeCunninghamShow.substack.com. You can also find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give it a rating and a review so that the algorithm starts to like the show and share it a little bit more with folks who are exploring good political commentary for their podcast listening needs. You guys have a great one. Talk to you again real soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.